We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 24th, 2013. And next report, uh, this is from a Ministry Ephesians 5.11 blog. Sung Young Moon, the LaHaye's Chuck Missler, and the Antichrist World Peace. The Ephesians 5.11 blog obtained rare footage of Sung Young Moon's 1996 conference where, um, that's where Tim LaHaye's wife, Beverly LaHaye, spoke among other, quote, Christians. Also see the video of Chuck Missler and Tim LaHaye forming a partnership in 2007. Now, um, Sung Young Moon, head of the Moonies, and I've done a teaching on this, called Reverend Falwell, Reverend Sung Young Moon and the Love of Money, has proclaimed himself to be basically like God on Earth. Okay? And we've got all of these ecumenical, uh, wonderful, I don't know word, we've got some stuff going on outside already. Um, uh, just crazy day outside. And we've essentially got this guy proclaiming himself to be God on earth and all of these other ministries over the years that have yoked up with him. And Tim LaHaye being one, and many, many others. I've done a teaching on this, and I give you my teachings here. Um, on the, When I list my own teachings, I list them in green on the PDF, so that you can kind of like, for quick referencing, you can look and see, okay, if it's something that, that has to do with something, a comment I've posted, or actually teachings I've listed. And in that way, the teachings, the actual PDFs are actually color-coded. So... I also did a, looks like a four-part teaching, entitled Exposed. Tim LaHaye, Chuck Missler, Jerry Falwell, Sung Young Moon, Rick Santorum, Newt Gingrich, Benny Hinn, Catherine Kuhlman, Paul Crouch, Chuck Smith, Hal Lindsey, Rick Joyner, The Pope, TBN, Calvary Chapel, uh, CNP, and Knights of Malta, and many, many more. So I've done a four-part teaching here. I give you all the links to that, which also gets into this whole thing. I don't want to go any further into that, but if you want to know more about the subject, you can click on the source link I cited today and then my teachings as well. Um, next article, this is Islam. Muslim beheads Coptic Christians on American soil in New Jersey. Mainstream media silent, pretty much. Yusuf Ibrahim, a Muslim man, targeted and murdered two Coptic Egyptian Christians Christian men who lived and worked in New Jersey. He beheaded them and cut off their hands. It's not debatable. He did it. So Islam is is definitely making true Islam, because this is true Islam, is definitely more and more and more making its presence here on American soil. But again, the, it's not politically correct to talk about their beheadings and how they generally mutilate their little girls and the way they treat women and all of the other horrific atrocities that Islam brings with it. We can't talk about that because it's not politically correct. I'll talk about it all day long, but the mass media won't. Next report. Proof that Devil Maitreya's Share International magazine slash website was always yoked up with the United Nations. Now, remember I said before, there was a... When Share International, the magazine about Maitreya came out, the UN openly promoted that they had... Well, I listener of mine went onto the Internet Archive. It's called the Wayback Machine. Search back in time for captures of websites. He says, Brother Scott, here it is regarding Matreya's Share International magazine, which they still have their website. And I don't know if they have the magazine still. They may. They probably do. Um, but the magazine is published. Now, this was from a screen capture from this Wayback site of Matreya Share International Magazine, and it says the magazine, this is from their website, Share International, the magazine is published in Holland by Share International's foundation, a non-profit, non-governmental organization affiliated with the United Nations Department of Public Information. So again, the United Nations have been backing Matreya and disseminating their information for decades. So, to get to the page, here's a link. It's from 1996. Um, and then he says, if there's anything else your listeners would like to go back and find and give God the glory or edify the saints, please use, and he gives you the link to do that as well for this Wayback Machine. So, I wanted to throw that in there as well. Next report. 
No exams on Wiccan or pagan holidays. No school exams on Wiccan or pagan holidays at the University of Missouri. Uh, students at the University of Missouri don't need to cram for exams that fall on Wiccan or pagan holidays, witchcraft holidays, openly, now that the school has put them on par with Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Hanukkah. The university's latest guide to religions, major holidays, and suggested accommodations, designed to help faculty know when and when not to schedule exams or other student activities, now lists eight Wiccan and pagan holidays and events right along alongside more mainstream occasions, which a lot of them are pagan holidays as well, like Xmas and Halloween and Ishtar, I mean Easter. I've done studies on all those. But if you want to know more about this subject, I've done many uh, teachings on this whole occult calendar and how it combines with our calendar. Um, And I give you the links to these teachings, the one from 613.12, where I got into upcoming occult events, Occult calendar, satanic sacrifices. A million people go missing in 2010 in America alone. A million people. Hmm. I wonder what's happening to all these uh, people that are just turning up missing and there's no reports about these on TV at all. Not, Not the one where you see one little girl go missing and the whole nation knows about. These are the people that go missing in mass that nobody ever talks about. A million in 2010 alone. Some really evil stuff goes on in America every day that we don't. most of us have no clue about. Next report on that was uh, current event teaching 12-19-10. I got into witchcraft warning, winter solstice, eclipse, overlap, first in 456 years. Specific dates within the occult calendar, winter solstice and Xmas. And Xmas, biggest pagan holy day of the year. Which has endeared me to a lot of people, that one. A lot of ministers love me for that one. They really do. They love me for it. Or my one on Ishtar. They love me for that one too. Anyway, um, then my current event teaching from 722.12, upcoming satanic occult calendar events. And then, I thought I'd throw this one in, end time current event 12.28.10, was Jesus born on December 25th? We totally conclusively proved there's no way. Um, next report. Massachusetts education policy now mandates allowing boys in girls' restrooms. The Massachusetts Commissioner of Education has released its outline of its new school policy regarding gender equality, mandating that boys be allowed to use girls' restrooms and locker rooms and vice versa if they contend that they prefer um, the identity of the opposite gender. As part of the outline entitled Non-Discrimination on the Basis of Gender Identity, Chester explains that students need to be permitted to use whichever bathroom or locker room they wish. He states that as long as the child asserts that they would rather identify with the opposite gender, they should have access to that if they desire. So, if you were transgender, homosexual, lesbian, whatever, whatever you say goes... Whatever rights us straight people have are absolutely immaterial. We have no rights. You are the you are the privileged class. You and the illegal aliens and the pornographers and every and, and the and the pro death crowd and the you know just anybody that's wicked and evil, you're the ones that have all the rights. The people that are morally upright, they have no rights. They're the devil, they're evil, they're the enemy. That's the way the world's becoming. That's becoming the norm. He says that although some children may not like those of the opposite gender sharing such private and personal spaces, oh, I can't imagine why, school officials must must teach children how to overcome their feelings. Quote, some students may feel uncomfortable with a transgendered student using the same sex segregated restroom, locker room, or changing facility. This discomfort is not a reason to deny access to the transgender student, though. Oh, it's not according to who? You, Satan? You fork-tongued devil? The world according to you, as though your opinion is the only one that counts on this matter? You sick, debased devil? Yeah, but that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. So again, the world according to Satan, essentially... Satan's just openly making the ground rules now through his 
earthly emissaries, these hell-bound, devil-demon uh, legislators that, you know, impose their will on the masses, and that's just the way it is, I guess. Here's 21 signs that public schools have become training centers for sexual deviancy. This is by Michael Snyder of the American Dream. It says, why do men and women have such a hard time relating to each other in a meaningful way in America? Could our oversex culture have anything to do with it? In the United States today, we are constantly being bombarded with sexual messages. Just think about it. Did you watch the Super Bowl a few weeks ago? Hopefully not, as most of the commercials were about sex on some level. And the halftime show, featuring Beyonce, might as well have been a strip club act. I heard this thing about uh, her the other day, that when she gets her nails done, she gets solid... Uh, they, they do a... Uh, they do it with solid gold or something. They... Gold nail, and it's literally gold. Eighty-five bucks per nail costs costs her eight hundred fifty bucks to get her nails done. And that's not even without tip. So yeah, this is the kind of decadent excess that we see going on in you know America today among these elite devils. Um, Anyway, the Beyoncé act was more like a strip club act. It was utterly shameful, but in America today, all of this is considered to be, quote, normal. Many literally worship sex and can never get enough of it. And, of course, the results of such society are predictable. There are 20 million new sexually transmitted infections in the U.S. each year. And Americans between the age of 15 and 24 account for approximately 50% of those new sexually transmitted infections. We have the highest teen pregnancy rate on the planet... And it is estimated that one out of every four girls in the U.S. is sexually abused before they become adults. One out of four? Sexually abused? How could God not rain down his fury on such a wicked nation as this? Then you look at the... On record, 60 million plus abortions since Roe versus Wade. And not only that, then the other ways of abort abortions, uh, abortifactive contraceptive agents like the pill, the patch, the IUD, these are abortifactive, potentially. could be aborting your baby and not even knowing it. Um, one out of every four girls in the U.S. is sexually abused before they become adults. Uh, this is just incomprehensible. There's a link to that, too. There's a link to all of these statistics, if you don't believe them. At this point, one out of every 14 girls in the U.S. has at least one sexually transmitted disease. One out of every four teen girls? Not only are they one out of four every teen girls sexually abused before uh, they're an adult, which is totally incomprehensible, but one out of every four also has at least one sexually transmitted disease. So this is just unbelievable. When you take morality, the word of God, out of public life, the results are predictable. This culture of sex is pushed on our children from a very early age. And at this point, it would be quite accurate to say that the U.S. public schools have become training centers, cesspools of sexual deviancy. To see all these 21 signs, I give you the link. There's too many to really get into. But some Bible verses that relate to this. 1 Peter 2.11 Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. They literally war against the soul. Know ye not that your members, that your bodies, bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot or a whore? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body. So when you sleep with another person outside the bonds of biblical marriage, you're joining yourself in, in like with a harlot. You're, you become, you join yourself to that person. For two saith he shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. When you're born again, saved Christian, then you're joined to the Lord. You're part of the body of Christ. Okay, so am I going to make the members, um, take the members of Christ and make them members with a harlot? God forbid. 
Then it goes on to say, flee fornication. Obviously, sex outside of marriage. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. It's a special kind of sin. This is why Satan is so obsessed with getting everybody in this sexual crazed mindset. Because Satan knows that this is a special classification of sin and it, as far as a demonic exchange goes, as far as a defiling of the soul and spirit goes, this does way more than just going out and robbing a bank even or something like that. From a spiritual standpoint, it defiles you to a much greater level. How do we know that? Well, it says every man, every sin that a man doeth is without the body. Okay? Lying, cheating, stealing, without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. It's a whole other classification. And then it goes on to say, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. The Holy Spirit resides in a born-again Bible-believing Christian. Okay, Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Really, that price is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the, the shed blood. His shed blood that redeemed us. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So, I wanted just to throw that in there regarding that particular subject. You know. Um, next report. 5,200 names involved in the Pentagon paid for child pornography. A stunning report reveals that 5,200 workers at the Pentagon, the Pentagon being the most one of the wicked places on the planet, I mean, it's the, literally in the shape of a, uh, you know, you could draw a five-pointed star in it, and the, in the center of it is literally, if you draw a five-pointed star, that's what you'd have left over, is the Pentagon, or a pentacle, which, again, in witchcraft, a five-pointed star, if, it's, if you see a witchcraft practitioner wearing one, Pointed up, they're into supposedly white witchcraft. You see one pointed down, they're into black witchcraft. Okay, here we have the Pentagon. So you would have to think this would be an absolute total source or emanation of pure evil. And here we have this, which is just further proof of the wickedness and evil that goes on in the depraved government that runs this country. A stunning report reveals that 5,200 workers at the Pentagon actually purchased child pornography online and visited child porn sites from their government offices. What? 5,200 people? Kitty porn? I mean, it doesn't get much worse than that. And, invest, and again, look at, the, look at the building. Look at the source of evil. It's no wonder this type of behavior is emanating from this wicked structure. I'm not blaming the structure. I'm not giving them a pass. I'm just saying that when you have this type of thing, it's going to be much more prone to yield these type of, of um, disgusting results. An investigation dating back to 2006, over six years ago, has failed to prosecute both contractors and military employees of the Pentagon. These people are buying kiddie porn, child sex videos, pictures, and content related to the sexual exploitation of children. I mean, this is just incomprehensible. 5,200 people in one spot? I just, I'm just like speechless. None of these individuals have been charged, jailed, or prosecuted under the law, and the Department of Justice is a failure is a failure in investigating the U.S. government. At the very least, the FBI, CIA, DOJ have enough staff to police their own people, and it is not due to the lack of resources or money, but there have been no investigations, no jail time, no one fired. I just that's from politicalnews.com. Again, this is this is the type of wickedness that we need to be praying against because it, this is just pure, total, unmitigated, demonic wickedness. And these are the one, this is the reason why our government. And you look at that, and you look at you see how the government's gearing up to exterminate humanity, anybody that 
is on the side of righteousness, as I've stated before, in any way, shape, or form. Those are the enemies. Those are the terrorists. And you look at a government that's capable of, in one spot, 5,200 people buying and purchasing kiddie porn online. It becomes very easy to understand that this is a government that is capable of anything. Anything. I mean, think about it. Do the math. (laughs) If they could do that, there's nothing they won't do. You know? Here's a next article. Satanic programming on glam covers. Like glamour covers of magazines. Satanic symbols are being photoshopped onto magazine covers at a 97% transparency. Take 11 minutes to watch the embedded video below so you might understand the subject. There's a link to it. The guy goes through the whole thing about the magazines. The author of this article states, just two days ago, now, again, this is the guy writing this. Now, I'm not saying that, because this gets a little Pentecostal, okay? And I came out of the Pentecostal movement, charismatic movement. I've been everywhere. Pentecostal, independent fundamental Baptist, King James only, I mean, I've been the full gamut, okay? What I'm trying to get across here is the concept of what he's stating here, which I do believe is valid. Okay, the concept is valid, regardless of how you might feel about what he says he was shown. The concept is what I'm trying to get across. Okay, so just and I'm not saying God can't show us stuff. Okay, he showed me a lot of things. Um, it's just we got to be careful when it comes to oh I had a vision or a dream or whatever. It better be lining up with the Word of God. You know, or I got a prophecy. Well, that prophet better not ever get it wrong, according to Deuteronomy 18. So let me just preface that by saying that. I'm trying to get across the concept here, and that's what I want you to get out of this. Just two days ago, I was shown by our Father in prayer, um, a spirit tormenting a wife in our church who has an intestinal sickness and why this occurred. It is a devil that masquerades as a harlot within the pornographic images that entice particularly men and have so many men and women addicted to this evil and satanic entity called immoral lust, perversion, and ungodly sex. Now, there's no doubt that there are devils and demons connected with pornography. Okay, so the, and, and there's no doubt that this exact scenario could happen and is happening. Okay? On the one side, I was shown that the wife is attacked because the husband is addicted to pornography which is the doorway for the entity to come into this home. Hey, listen, that's biblical fact. If the husband is the head, and he's into this type of stuff, or there's a lot of sins you could be into, that can be a doorway for it to affect other people in the family. Okay? Fact. There is a bond between the soul of this man and this entity. This devil is the spirit behind pornographic images. He says its name is Astroth and Lilith. Okay? I don't think we could generalize and say, and these things do have names. Just like the angel of death is Azrael. Okay? I don't think we can just say, okay, it's just Astaroth and Lilith. Okay? I've reported on Lilith before um, when I did that teaching on um, Incubus and Succubus and all that stuff. Just look it up on the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Lilith has a lot to do with child sacrifice. Um... Artemis, Moloch, Chemosh. A lot of these same spirits that are have a lot to do with child sacrifice also have a lot to do with pornography and sexual perversion. They're a lot of crossover. Anyway, may it may it these this demonic spirit be as a collective be rebuked in the holy name, power, and authority of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, amen. How can we fight in battles to bring souls to Jesus Christ if our family units are being attacked with this perverse darts of sexual, sexually immoral content? It is everywhere. In magazines at the register in your local supermarkets. Now that's what that video at the start of this gets into. It goes into a literal how they use 97% transparencies where they'll actually put this stuff and embed it on the cover. Uh, if you don't believe me, that's on the magazine covers, okay, then go grab a copy of Cosmopolitan magazine and look at it for yourself. I have physically physically proven this and even showed it to the cashier at Walmart. On the chest of Myla 
Joevich, on the cover, it said, on her chest, it said, Sex and Obey. It is very faint, so subtle that the normal sight cannot detect it, but the subconscious rapidly absorbs it. When I asked the cashier to look at it slowly, she went, OMG, you know what that means, she says, it says sex and obey. The cashier at Walmart picked it up. When she looked at it slowly, my wife was with me at the time. I told her it was in all fashion magazines. Many codes, satanic and demonic symbols. Even 666 is on the covers. Now, if there wasn't some satanic agenda about all this stuff, why would all this garbage be embedded into this stuff? They put these subliminals at a 97% transparency in Photoshop. It gets worse. In Mexico, in 2012, Doritos came out with a campaign for its new flavor of triangular pyramidal chips called Inferno. I kid you not, they aired a commercial on YouTube, the director's cut. So explicit and demonic that it's difficult to watch. Watch at your own risk if you're not spiritually protected. I watched this thing. I took the link out after I watched it. I could not believe how stinking evil this commercial was. It had, well, I don't know if it describes it here. It, it, there's, here's, a, here's a screenshot of it. It's in, uh, it's in Spanish, Nuevos Doritos Inferno, whatever. Um, Doritos Inferno, whatever, I don't, I'm not really great at Spanish. Although I did take two years of it in high school, I'm not great at it now. And then it shows the picture. And it's basically in the, in the commercial, it's these three different women, totally dressed like whores. At three different levels, I guess, of hell. And it's all this enticement come in to the forbidden, all this really cryptic, evil, weird, uh, creepy music playing. It's like, what does this have to do with Doritos? Which is a really one of the worst things you could put in your body with all the garbage they put in that. The image on the right, and here you can see it. Now I've, I've reduced them so they're really, if they were blown up more, they'd be a little more, it would be more inappropriate, but they're really not the way I've got them reduced. The image on the right is taken from the Doritos Inferno website. It translates, there's a, it shows the three women in an upside down pyramid looking at these three whores, and it says, translated from Spanish to English, it says, with these three women looking out at you, they told us that hell was eternal punishment. And we were forbidden to speak of it. But sometimes, just sometimes, the doors that protect its secrets, hell secrets, are opened. End of quote. This is for a Doritos advertisement for Inferno, which infers hell. Potato chips. Or, not potato chips, but Doritos. You think that if you buy this stuff, there might be a big fat demon that comes into your house with you? It's even the food now. You gotta be careful what you're bringing in your house. You could literally have a bag of these demon chips in your house and kind of wonder why is, why, uh, why is it since I brought this bag of Doritos in my house that, you know, all hell's broken loose essentially in my own house because you've literally brought a curse on yourself. It was like you paid money to Satan to buy the things and then you bring them into your house. The monster drinks, the three um, Hebrew signs on the thing that looks like the monster claw is actually, I believe, called a Tau symbol. And it's 666. The energy drinks, so many of them are like devil brew, drink today, and, you know, Satan's punch. And I've reported on this over and over again. I don't know why they were so much targeting these energy drinks. Probably because they're so bad for you, just like Doritos. Anything wicked and evil and that like placates the carnality of the flesh, they're going to want to really focus in on. So, yeah, Taylor was asking about what, like, what, what drugs would do, wouldn't they do something similar as far as what I was talking about before with the sexual stuff and, and you know, something like heroin. Yeah, um, it's not the exact same, obviously, as fornication. But, yeah, I mean, when you do something like heroin, it's like, you know, you're saying to the devils, come one, come all, no reserve seating right inside my body. You know, you're just inviting them in to possess you, essentially. And this is why drugs and a lot of times uninhibited sexual behavior are connected because your inhibitions, which were there before you took the drugs or the alcohol or whatever, 
are gone because of the drugs or the alcohol or whatever mind-altering thing you're doing. And your inhibitions are down, you're going to do something you normally wouldn't do, and that's exactly what Satan wants you to do. So, going further. There's a satanic music and specific, and this is back to the whole Doritos video, there is satanic music and specific words used in various videos that were posted online while women entice you to, as its tagline says, says, descend into the forbidden. That's the whole tagline of these new Dorito Inferno chips that are promoted by these three really wicked women. Descend into the forbidden. Wow. On their official YouTube channel, Doritos promotes the young visitors to go to their official, even more explicit, Doritos website. There, there, the visitor is required to commit a sin while they log into their Facebook account through a flash animation that runs the site. I'm not even sure what that means, but whatever. The visitor is then taken to various levels of hell while traveling in an elevator down inside the earth where lust resides. This is some serious wickedness here. There, there are satanic codes, musical codes, sexual orgies among women, what looks to be an underage teenager in a school uniform, and wallpapers of harlots from hell. You get the picture. This is how bad it has gotten. And this is, this is advertising chips. This is just pure wickedness. Please do not allow any other women or men... Now, this is going back to the main article. Please do not allow any other men or women to entice your spouse with their soft tongue and melodic chants of temptation and fantasy, which has a lot to do with this Doritos commercial. This is harlotry. This demonic entity also operates within this realm of the subject we are talking about. My wife started having dreams recently of a lioness roaming around and trying to attack her. Like a lioness, like a female lion. I, in turn, started having dreams of the opposite. A nice lioness being cuddly and cute and playful with me. Okay, I'm not saying God can't do that. I'm not saying God couldn't give you some foreknowledge this way. I've never had a uh, dream about a cuddly lioness, okay? But I'm just, I'm not saying God couldn't do it or warn you in that way. We quickly understood that these dreams are a revelation that these seducing women are working to split us up through seduction. Let me tell you something. When my time, my time I spent in the old 501c3 corporate church setting, for the most part, I saw this loud and clear, plain as day. So, uh, this stuff goes on all the time. Now remember, like I said before, Satanists will recruit their women in particular to go in, and their, their main goal is to go in there, seduce the godly men, seduce the pastors, break up marriages, create as much havoc as possible. Um, particularly women are assigned more because men have more of a weakness in that area a lot of times. Not to say that men aren't assigned to go do similar things, but I've seen people interviewed, ex-Satanists, absolutely, totally say, I was in a coven, and I was in, they assigned me to this particular church where a lot of soul winning was going on, or a lot of people were getting saved, or they were strong in the word, and I was assigned to, I was assigned to go in there and, and split up that church and create as much havoc and... and Things as possible. So this type of stuff does go on overtly and even from just women that are in there or men that are just flat wicked and maybe they're not part of a coven but they're just wicked. So, um, we quickly understood that these dreams were a revelation that these seducing women are working to split us up through seduction. It did not take long, a couple of days really to find out whom these women are. In other words, who these, the ones in the dreams were, per, were posing as lionesses didn't take them very long to, for them to put their heads together, figure out who they are, and then we put an end to this by cutting all forms of communication with them. Which is what you have to do. You have to cut communication with a wicked person. If it's at all possible. Or limit it as much as possible. And don't, if that person's going to be um, around your spouse, don't let them be around your spouse when you're not there. Or at least when someone else you trust is not there. You know what I mean? You have to limit that. It's just being prudent and wise, what we're talking about here. So, um, you could say, well, okay, I don't believe any of this with dreams and stuff like that. Okay, but Acts 2.16 says, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. 
and it shall come to pass in the last days. Now, I understand that this is in reference to what time, what was happening at Pentecost right then when they were speaking in other tongues and things of this nature and people didn't know what was going on. Okay, but the last days essentially started then and is up till now. And I'm going to prove that as we keep reading. This is what shall come to pass in the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens will I pour out those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Okay? And I will show wonders. And, now, this is a clear reference to Revelation, which we're going to be, the, the tribulation period, which we, we're not there yet, but we're going to be moving into that. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And again, we can take you and show you exactly from a revelation standpoint, from a tribulation standpoint, that's in regard specifically to tribulation period, the great tribulation in that case. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So again, I just wanted to throw that into, again, you got to be careful with this stuff, but at the same time, I don't want to like, try to put some governor on God or try to limit God and say you can't communicate you in these particular ways. The problem is, within a Pentecostal charismatic community, most of that is garbage from my experience and then from looking at all the televangelists on TV that operate in that whole signs and wonder and prophecy vein. Most of that stuff is garbage and lies. And I've been there, done it. You know, and it's the big gigantic reason I came out of it. So, just gotta be prudent. Now, this goes on to say, in Mexico, there's a famous wrestler from the 60s. His name is the Blue Demon. Not nice, it's subtle. This is an icon in Mexican modern culture. And it shows a picture here of the Blue Demon. Uh, his son still fights, and the same demonic spirit is transferred to him. This wrestler always uses a blue mask with the face of the horned one, Satan. It's actually part of the mask. Such as his power, and I have a picture of the old blue demon right here, so you can see it. Um, this wrestler always wears, uses a blue mask with the face of the horned one, such as his power to transgenerationally affect society. That not only his son, Blue Demon Jr., still fights in the ring, but also that children flock to stadiums and purchase the same mask and put it on them, collectivizing and participating in this satanic cult worship of this blue demon hive mind mentality. I like the points he's bringing up here. You know, how many demonic connotations can you find in the graphic here of this mask? I'm, I'm looking, it's got like a devil with a pitchfork and a pointed tail. Three, three things, you've got five, five-pointed stars... You've got all kind of sixes all over it. There's stylized sixes all over this thing. I mean, many, many, many stylized sixes. And then it's called the. Then it says Blue Demon, and then Demonio Azul, the Blue Demon. So, I mean, he's not being real subtle here. Um, how many um, can you find in this graphic design? Can you see the sixes, the five pointed stars, the snakes, the whole nine yards? So it's it's very very demonic. Now. Um, I've done some teachings about witchcraft in Mexico, and the one, the three-part teaching, witchcraft in Mexico, the Sanat Muerte death cult, they really have a gigantic fetish and cultic movement of death down there, more so than even in America. And it's the Santa Muerte death cult. It's the angel of death. They literally worship the angel of death. And I get into that. Catholic skull worship and the Catholic Inquisitions. It's, it's very much tied into Catholicism because they can have their idols and incorporate Catholicism into what they're doing. It's, that's why voodoo is compatible with Catholicism and the Santa Muerte death cult and Santeria. It's all compatible because it's all wickedness and they're just cross-combining it and having their own little hodgepodge of, of this demonic religion they're in. So, anyway, I, I give you the links to those right here. You can click on if you like. Uh, masks are a demonic apron a person wears in order for the power of a demon to overcome them and to transfigure them and to possess them. Masks. 
never wear masks except for whatever reason, except the medical, industrial, and military kind of course. I mean masks that emulate an effigy or an entity like in carnivals or like Halloween or something like that. Or in movies about the ultra elite like Eyes Wide Shut. Now I put that part in there. Why would you say that? Consistently over and over and over again, if you study the Illuminati and if you've ever seen movies or or scenes from movies like Eyes Wide Shut, which I don't advise ever watching because it's wicked. But there's scenes in these movies where the elite dress up in these masks. Everyone has a mask on. Some have the stag mask, some really weird macabre masks. And the Illuminati is absolutely obsessed with that concept. And they'll wear these things when they have their Illuminati rituals and when they have their high-end parties and stuff like this. So you got to figure, if the most wicked people on the planet are doing it, we want to think twice about doing it, right? Okay. In fact, the word carnival is a compound word meaning carny, which means flesh. And it's carnival is to feed the flesh. Carney and then navel, which is waterborne. Whatever it is, it is a sort of spring break orgy fest where people go crazy and drink in the streets. Look at the carnivals in Rio de Janeiro, Venice, New Orleans, Mazatlan, Veracruz, and in Mexico. What transpires there? Do people transform into something other than themselves? Yeah, because you put a mask on, you can be a totally different person and nobody knows who you are. And there's a demonic thing that happens to you when you get into that mindset. Then you combine it with drugs and alcohol and forget about it. You have the mask on to boot. I think he brings up a really good point here and I've never brought that point up, I don't think, ever in any of my teachings about masks. So, I just liked a lot of the things he touched on because, again, I haven't touched on some of this stuff. Um, So, do do people transform into something other than themselves in these these environments? Of course they do. What What are the themes used for? Ponder that for a moment. 50% of internet traffic in the world is made up of pornographic content. 50% of internet traffic. That might be conservative. 12% of all sites in the world are made up of pornography. 66% of men spend most of their free time looking at pornographic content. Um, More than 40% of women are involved in online cyber pornographic behavior as well. About 83% of pornography addicts are men and 70% are women. Here are more statistics that will astound you. And there's a link you can go to where you can see these statistics. So Satan's got a really good grip on people just from the pornography angle alone. Okay, Be advised, women and men of the Lord Jesus Christ, these demons are being sent out in droves to steal your spouses from you. It is a sinister plot of Satan to destroy your home. Satan wants to break up the family unit, period. He destroys the family unit and the home, so goes the nation. Okay, That's why he's obsessed with that. It is a Trojan horse. Go and check your husband or wife's computer and see the sexual content he or she hides in there. Go into his or her history folder in the browser and see if he or she has searched for this explicit content. If this is so, you must understand that That points to more than just an addiction. It is a series of satanic hooks that have him or her literally hooked and bound in that spirit and in the flesh to the sexual cult worship. It is Babylonian satanic worship of female and male demons. That is what it is, pure and simple. So, I think I can't argue with the guy. Uh, Can't. Um, He goes on. Uh, to say that the, uh, the the man that posted this says you can go to this guy's website and they're including some prayers for the release of demons. I'm not posting everything here as I'm not sure I agree with everything he says in this report, but the above information needs to be shouted from the rooftops. And again, I'm really trying to get across the concept here of what we're talking about, which I think is biblically valid. And then another note from the person that reposted this says, turn away from all lust and sins, come out of the world, turn to Jesus with all your might before it's too late. Read some of the testimonies about hell. There are plenty online and they will sober you up very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) That will definitely sober you up. Um, Next report. Senator Roger Wicker is working to pass the Life at Conception Act. If you haven't signed it yet, I hope you take a moment to... uh, to read it and sign it. Every name on the petition will help support 
a life at conception act. Obviously a very worthy thing that we're talking about. Next report. K. Arthur to join contemplative emergence at the Canadian Conference on Breakforth again this month. 2007 Bible teacher K. Arthur shared the platform at the Canadian Breakforth Conference with mystic Tony Campolo and other emergents. Lighthouse Trails spoke with Mrs. Arthur's assistant last week. We were told that K. Arthur would speak anywhere with anyone in order to get her message out. Why doesn't she just go to the pornography um, conventions in Vegas? She, she, as long as she's getting her message out, right? We beseeched her to reconsider. This year she will be speaking at Breakforth again, sharing the platform with New Age sympathizer Leonard Sweet, contemplative proponents Gary Thomas, Brad Jerzak and John Ortberg and several others in the contemplative emerging camp. Now this is what happens. You have people that a lot of people may have whatever looked up to and then all of a sudden they go over to the contemplative mystic camp. New Ager. Their followers, many follow them. And then they stay become contemplative mystic whatever New Age. Again, the New Age is going to be the New Age and New Age witchcraft is going to be the coming backbone of the one world religion. So this is all this transitioning thing that Satan is using in the 501c3 corporate whore church to get people in mass and in droves to ultimately go along with the one world religion under Antichrist and false prophet. This is how they're doing it in, Christ, quote, Christian circles. To understand why we believe this mixing of good teachers and bad teachers, I don't believe she's a good teacher, but is harmful to the body of Christ, not to mention confusing to both believers and unbelievers, please read our 2011 article posted above. Okay, so you can click on that. Now, K. Arthur doesn't have any right to do what she's doing from a biblical standpoint anywhere. She's acting essentially in the realm of a pastor. She's teaching both men and women, okay, which the Bible does forbid. And I'm sorry if you say I'm chauvinist, I'm telling you what the Bible clearly states. Biblical qualifications for a pastor, bishop, deacon, elder, husband of one wife, okay, not the wife of one husband, okay, so again... I'm not the one that made the rule book up. God did. And if you don't believe that, click on my teaching here. It says, what what can women do for the Lord? It's not chauvinistic. It's just Bible. Okay. In this study, we will primarily be looking at the subject of what can women do for the Lord and women pastors, the biblical qualifications for pastors, elders, deacons, and spiritual overseers. We will be taking an in-depth look at the most common arguments some use to authorize women having biblical offices that only men are supposed to hold. That being Deborah of Judges, which is really a bad one to refer to if you ask me, um, considering in the, in the days of Judges, everyone did that which was right in his own eyes, and the men got so sorry that God had to use a woman to do a man's job. That's how sorry the men were. I'm not saying Deborah was sorry, but I'm just saying that's how sorry the men were in Judges. The daughters, also the, the daughters in handmaidens who prophesy, which I just read that verse in Acts 2.17 and 18, and the daughters of Philip, Acts 21.8.9. There are two errors among Christians in regard to women in ministry. Number one, some teach that women can do anything, which is not scriptural. Others teach that women can do almost nothing, which is also not scriptural. Godly women have a large role in the work of God. Though they have limitations and there are some restrictions upon their work, these are restrictions given by the word of God, and in this study we will be endeavoring to present these in the rationale, with the rationale behind why these restrictions have been given by God. Okay, so again, if you want to know more about that, you can click on that teaching. Next report. Contemplative spirituality, which relates to the last thing we were talking about, K. Arthur, the source of the Catholic Church's expansion. While many Christians are still not even aware that practical Christian mystical movement exists, momentum is picking up and an obvious surge towards this contemplative spirituality has surfaced. Evidence regarding the magnitude of this mystical prayer movement is now within reach of the average person. In 1992... Newsweek magazine did a cover story called, quote, Talking to God, which made a clear reference to it. The article disclosed, quote, silence, appropriate body posture, and above all, emptying the mind through repetitive prayer. The, the, Jesus, the Bible says not to pray in vain repetition. What is Catholicism? Pray the rosary over and over and over again. Vain repetition prayer. Where do they get the rosary from? Those are Hindu prayer beads. The Catholics adopted that into their own religious cult, religious system. All they are repackaged, warmed over 
Hindu prayer beads. Okay, that's all that is. We're not to pray in vain repetition anyway. That's a key for this contemplative prayer movement. Emptying the mind through repetitive prayer have been practices of mystics in all the great world religions. Now, this is Newsweek. This is true. Great world, satanic world religions. And they form the basis on which most modern spiritual directors guide those who want to draw closer to God. Now, it should be drawing closer to Satan, is what they really mean there. It is amazing to me how Newsweek clearly observed the shift in the spiritual paradigm over 15 years ago. While many Christians, including most prominent leaders, still live in abject ignorance of this change, are the teachings of practical Christian mystics actually being assimilated so well that even our pastors are not discerning the shift? When I read that last line, two words came in my head. Let me read it again. As I was doing this study, as I was preparing it actually yesterday, two words came in my head after I read this line. Are the teachers of practical Christian mystics actually being assimilated so well that even our pastors are not discerning this shift? At that point, two words came in my head. Dumb dogs. Dumb dogs. I did a keyword search, and Isaiah 56.10 came up, which says, His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. What does a dog do when he barks? He's warning you. Okay, that's what a pastor should be doing. Warning you about evil they see coming. This is pure evil. When it says, oh, even our pastors aren't discerning this because they're, you know, just being assimilated so well. No, they're dumb dogs. For the most part, not all, but the vast majority 501c3 corporate pastors, in America in particular, his watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs. Why? Because they're hirelings, and a hireling does it for the money. He has no true love for the sheep. They are greedy dogs which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. They're shepherds. That's how pastors are referred to, right? They're shepherds, but they cannot understand. This stuff, like the stuff we get into on a weekly basis, which is they couldn't even process it, which is really pathetic. They all look to their own way. It's all about that four-letter word, S-E-L-F, self, which we all battle, and it's really the root of all of our problems and our sin issues, self. Satisfying self. They all look to their own way, every one for his gain from his quarter. Come ye, say they, I will fetch wine, and we will fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow shall be as this day, and much more abundant. It's like the verse in Ecclesiastics, you know, eat, drink, be merry, for, you know, tomorrow we die or whatever. Of course, that's kind of the opposite, but. They're basically acting like their life's just going to keep going on and keep going on and everything's going to be great and we're going to be filled with abundance and today tomorrow's going to be better than today and we can keep acting and acting this way. Well, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord and that doesn't bode very well for America's 501c3 corporate legions of corporate pastors. So anyway, going back to the main article in the September 2005 Newsweek carried a special report called Spirituality in America. The feature story titled In Search of the Spiritual is 17 pages long and for anyone who thought that a Christian mystical movement did not exist, this article is all the proof you needed to show it not only exists but it's alive, well, and growing like you wouldn't believe. The article begins by describing the origins of the contemporary contemplative prayer movement which began largely with the Catholic monk Thomas Keating. To him, Keating, a Trappist monk, um, meditation was second nature. He invited the great Zen master, Roshi Sakasi, to lead retreats at his abbey. See, the Catholics have never had a problem with yoking up with paganism. They were yoked up with paganism from the very, very beginning. 
You know, they just incorporated the pagan calendar into their whole belief system and Christianized it. And this is how we got Ishtar and Xmas and all these other things. That's all they did. And surely, and this goes back to the quote, and surely he thought there must be a precedent within the church for making such simple but powerful spiritual techniques available to the lay people. The most obvious integration of this movement can be found in Roman Catholicism. Michael Leach, former president of the Catholic Book Publishers Association, made this incredibly candid assertion. Quote, But many people also believe that the spiritual principles underlying the New Age movement will soon be incorporated, or rather reincorporated, into the mainstream of Catholic belief. In fact, it's happening in the United States right now. Now, that is a total confirmation of what I just stated earlier, where I said the New Age movement, contemplative, New Age, New World Order, One World Under Antichrist and False Prophet, witchcraft, is going to be the coming essence of the One World Religion. The New Age movement, he said, this Catholic dude, will soon be incorporated, or rather reincorporated, into the mainstream Catholic belief, but not just mainstream Catholic belief, mainstream Christian belief. There's literally thousands of quote, Christian denominations. Thousands of them. But they're all going to be assimilated. And that, that assimilation is happening right now. So, it goes on to say, incorporating it is, and it's assimilating primarily through the contemplative prayer movement. This is a quote by this Ray Youngin who wrote the article. He says, I had always been confused as to the real nature of the advance of the Catholic Church. Was this just the work of a few mavericks and renegades? Or did the church hierarchy sanction this practice? My concerns were affirmed when I read an interview that the mystical prayer movement not only had approval of the highest echelons of Catholicism, but also was, in fact, the source of its expansion. The mystical prayer movement not only had the approval of the highest echelons of Catholicism, but was actually the source of the expansion. That's the main source of how the Catholic Church has infiltrated into the, I guess you'd call them, uh, other Christian denominations that are out there through this movement. Now, if you go and click on the link here, um, you'll, it'll take you to the website under everything I've talked about as far as the contemplative movement, if you want to know more about that. There's a link I give you. Back to the ContendingForTruth.com website. Um, next article, and this re- relates to what we got into last week. Pope received news of his warrant of arrest before his resignation. On February 4th, a week before Pope the 16th resignation, Pope Benedict XVI, Vatican allegedly received a note from an undisclosed European government that stated that there are plans to issue a warrant for the Pope's arrest. Um... His resignation announced with his resignation announced the former pope will have to uh, will have a meeting with uh, Italian President Giorgio Napolitano on fe- February 23rd, which was yesterday, to beg for immunity against prosecution for alleged uh, child rape. Uh, Benedict XVI was the first pope to resign in 600 years, which shocked almost everyone, and he did so after panicking about the impending arrest in the midst of a hastily arranged meeting begging for protection from the Italian government. Now, I wouldn't just read that if I had nothing to back it up with, and I give you the two links from last week's teaching here if you want to know more about that, which I think we made a pretty good case that this is absolutely fact. Next report. According to a Pew Religion Forum, Study, one in five Americans now claims no religious affiliation or preference. Labeled as nuns, not N-U-N, but N-O-N-E-S, this category, along with the self-described atheists and agnostics, which are 13% of the population, seems to be increasing as far as claiming no religious affiliation, while Protestantism is declining. So again, it's just more evidence of, of we're degenerating into more and more ungodly society. Um, next little report, um, sharing your faith with others is so much easier when you make it a conversation, not a presentation. Author Mark Cahill shows you how to do it from his own experience. This book will help you to have comfortable discussions with Christians and non-believers about your faith. And I I agree with that, to make it a conversation rather than this presentation where, you know, you've got this person under this 
possibly perceive pressure right off the bat if you're trying to, um, you know, witness for Jesus Christ to them. So anyway, there's a link to that. Um, the following Muslim, next report, the following Muslim on Israeli hate crime incident occurred on January 12, 2013 in front of the Damascus Gate in the old city of Jerusalem. The video speaks for itself, maybe difficult to watch. I'm, I'm just going to give you the link here. It's about two, it looks like, Hasidic Jews being um, pretty much assaulted by Muslims. And this is, this is in Jerusalem, in front of the Damascus Gate that the Bible talks about. Okay, I mean, Muslims doing this right in Jerusalem to Hasidic Jews, assaulting them, essentially. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, next report. Audio, this is an audio of a teleconference that centers on scientific research into the mass geoengineering and why spraying of the skies is occurring around the world. According to the UN Environmental Program, the, the Earth is in the midst of an acute mass extinction event. Um, scientists estimate that 150 to 200 species of plants, insects, birds, and mammals become extinct every 24 hours. This is nearly 1,000 times the natural or background rate, say many biologists. It is important, it is greater, uh, is greater than anything the world has ever experienced. This is a 28-minute video. A lot of it has to do with chemtrails. How it's literally, what it's literally doing to our environment. And, and it's way more than I even knew was going on, what, how it's doing this. It's all by design. And again, this is saying according to UN Environmental Program, they're just they're creating the problem, okay, through all of this, these unbelievably horrific things they're doing to the environment to then come back to the masses and say, look at what you're doing. We need to take away all your rights, kill you off, herd you into cities, reduce world population of 500 million like the Georgia Guidestone says. Take away all your rights, strip you of all your liberties, mass vaccinate you, feed you GMO food so you'll die quicker, give, get you nice and medicated, and, and punish you in our, you know, federally cordoned off cities and concentration camps because of the problem we're creating. It's, it's just the height of a hypocrisy. But anyway, if you want to know more about that, it's a 28-minute video. You can click on this link. Um, from a listener, uh, Stephen. This um, it's entitled H HSBC DNA Bank advertisement. It stands for an airport. Uh, says hi Scott. Was traveling through London this week. Saw this advertisement in the arrival tunnel. I didn't have my camera on me, but I did a quick search for it. Found it on the internet. He gives a link here. Just more confirmation of the word of God and many of your studies on the subject. It's not the mark, but it's getting very close. And it's a bank that's promoting this. And what it is, you're seeing a fingerprint, a thumbprint, with a, you know those those new things they got where you like take your phone and you scan the thing. What are those called? Well, it's more than a barcode, but it's it's like a square and you scan it with your phone. Well, it shows a picture of a finger with like the fingerprint stuff, like if you're going to get your fingerprints, okay. And then in the middle of the of the black finger with the fingerprint stuff is one of these barcodes. And it says, this is from, the future is full of opportunity, from HSBC Bank. And in the middle of all this, it says, your DNA will be your data. This is a bank advertising this. Your DNA is now going to be your data. In other words, you go to a bank and it's not a matter of you presenting a driver's license or you showing them your account number, it's going to be your DNA that gets you to have access to your account. Which is the way it was on Gattaca. When they went to that thing every morning, which was the ultimate in, in you know, eugenics and in, in whatever, as far as the show, but when they were going into their little rocket scientist school every morning, they would have to get on an escalator and before they got on, they their... They're, they put their thumb on this thing and it literally, this little thing jabbed your thumb and took a, a sample of your blood. Well, their DNA was their, was their data and it's how they got, they got into work every day. So, again, further confirmation there. Next report. Scientists gather on Wednesday to admit that the looming specter of designing life and to ask if babies should be genetically engineered. The listening audience overwhelmingly votes to begin experiments. 
Experts debated on Wednesday evening, February 13th, whether prenatal engineering should be banned in the United States. And again, this is just like Gattaca, the, the movie Gattaca. Humans have already genetically modified animals and crops, said Sheldon Crimsey, a philosopher at Tufts University who argued in favor of a ban on the same, on the on the same for human babies. Both sides referred to the specter of eugenics, an idea embraced by the Nazis, which holds that selective breeding can be used to improve the human race. We're going to see more and more of this garbage. Designer babies, um, you know, in Gattaca, they all were basically test tube babies, essentially, from what I could gather. They were all engineered in a laboratory. And then, you know, I don't know if, I can't permit can't remember if they were implanted into the mother, back into the mother, or whether they had them test tube style in there. I don't know, but it was sickening. I mean, just sickening. Now that's it. That's all we have for today. So I'm done. I was wow, 25, 24 pages. We got through that pretty quick. Uh, actually, in two, two, that's about as quick as I've ever gone through twenty four pages um, ever. I think ever. So. Might have set some kind of land speed record there. Anyway, sorry. Um, Go ahead and end us in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. I thank you for letting us come together uh, for another teaching and study, Lord. I pray that um, your truth would go forth, Lord, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive, that um, you would wake up the body of Christ, Lord, and that you would use us mightily for your glory, that you would use us to lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. If there's anyone hearing this, broadcast today, Lord, that's not saved, that they will go to my True Salvation tab at contendingfortruth.com and click on that, and that their souls would be saved, Lord, for which you will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance, and that, Lord God, you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, and that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.